Welcome to the podcast, Your Time with James Sweetman. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Your Time with James Sweetman. Thank you for tuning in and thanks too for the wonderful pieces of feedback I've received particularly following recent episodes where I've interviewed people on my podcast, or interview makes it sound a very strong word. I've had chats with people who have interesting stories or interesting insights and tips to share. So if you've not checked out the episodes with Dr. Sinead Kane, Kira Conlon, and then last week's episode with Elaine Carroll, do check it out because as I always say, not all wisdom's in the one school, and I certainly learned plenty from, from having the chats with these people as well. This week's episode, I want to share with you the questions that I find myself gravitating towards, the handrails that are helping me to navigate this ongoing COVID-19 crisis. Uh, Some of these questions I'm asking myself almost daily and sometimes several times a day, that was certainly the case, and some require a little bit of time and a little bit of reflection. Now, I don't know about you, but this crisis certainly has booted us all outside of our comfort zones. When I think back a few weeks, you know, like many people, I fought against the new realities. Then there was a period where I felt I was floundering somewhat because the routines and the habits and the certainty that I had, the structures in my life, were no longer relevant nor indeed possible. And of course, I'm someone who does like to be in control and you know, I didn't even have control over my own movements and my own sense of autonomy anymore. But I don't know if you're like me, because in, in recent weeks, certainly in the last maybe 10 days or two weeks, I found a new normal has sort of settled, you know, there's new routines. And of course, we are habit forming creatures. So we form habits and routines wherever we can. And I find I'm getting into a certain pattern or a rhythm now in, in being based at home, both on a daily and a weekly basis. And you know, those new routines, I always try to keep my focus on what's within my control. Now, as a coach and as a trainer and as a speaker, I often say questions are the tools of my trade. New questions lead to new insights and new solutions and new answers. And I've always collected what I label powerful questions, those laser-like beam, laser beam-like questions that have the potential of opening a door to deeper levels of wisdom. And of course, one of my first books, Soar, has the subtitle, Powerful Questions to Transform Your Life, because it came out of the Word document that I had where I collected questions. And in recent weeks, I found myself, as I say, gravitating to certain questions, uh, the, the handrails that are helping me at this time, that are helping to balance me as I move forward. And I want to share them with you. The first eight questions that I'll share are really ones that we can ask ourselves frequently. They help to give us some focus on a daily basis. The remaining four are ones that are more of a slow burn. They're ones that are useful to reflect upon and take some contemplation and maybe time. They're not quick fixes. But before I I get into sharing the questions with you, you know, let me acknowledge up front that at this time there are so many people suffering. Uh, many people who are asking themselves basic questions around health, safety, job security and finances. And I never forget for a minute that it's a real privilege to be able to ponder these sort of questions that still sit fairly high on Maslow's hierarchy of needs. And it's nice to acknowledge that. So the first question, and if you're a guessing person, you can probably guess where I'll go with this one. Uh, The first question, it's question 101. 
uh, what three things am I grateful for right now? Of course, you know, it makes sense to start with gratitude. Um, certainly for me, for most of us, COVID-19 and the crisis has prompted us all to count our blessings. Gratitude, of course, is the great antidote to fear and worry and anger and frustration. And it also brings our attention back to the present moment out of that future focused, worrying mind that for many of us can be stuck in overdrive. I've also found that during this time when options and choices are more curtailed, you know, I'm savouring the things that I'd once taken for granted, you know, appreciating more of the simple things in life. If you're particularly interested in gratitude as a topic and want to delve deeper into it, back on episode 34, I think it was, back last November, which seems like a, a decade ago, uh, to coincide with Thanksgiving, the podcast episode was devoted to the topic of gratitude. So that's one to check out if you're particularly interested in this area. So that first question, what three things am I grateful for today? So how would you answer that? The second question is one of my favorites. It's one I turn to frequently in many different scenarios. It's what action or decision would make me feel most proud about myself today. You know, in the past, crossing items off a to-do list was how I measured progress and my sense of achievement. Uh, I suppose I'm a natural list maker. Uh, now, in recent weeks, I only compile a today list. And there's usually only maybe one, sometimes two, maybe on a other day it's three. Uh, items on that list and it satisfies that part of me that requires focus and a sense of purpose. I, I like the word proud in this question because it nudges me towards my inner wisdom and my notion of my best self. So if you contemplate that question, what action or decision would make me feel most proud about myself today? I find this a terrific question because if I'm unsure what to do, uh, what course of action to take or a decision I've been struggling with, that question will allow me to connect with my own inner wisdom. The third question is, who am I connecting with today? You know, we might have to still physically distance, but that doesn't mean emotional distance. When we can't reach out with our hands, we can reach out with our hearts. Uh, I've certainly made a conscious effort to connect with friends and neighbours, particularly those who live alone. And of course, there are so many options now that we have when it comes to technology as ways to connect. But interestingly, when I think about it over the last few weeks, I found simple, good old fashioned phone calls the most satisfying, you know, where you just have a chat and a good catch up. So that's the third question. Who am I connecting with today? Question number four, how can I move my body today? Being cooped up means it's easy to be sedentary. However, you have to expend energy to create energy. And I've certainly put extra effort into ensuring that I'm moving my body every day. Now, thankfully, yoga has been an integral part of my life for several years. I'm now participating in online classes most days. And that's been fascinating because I'm connecting with a range of teachers from around the world. Uh, my gym has also forwarded a home workout sheet that I'm trying out a few times a day, or a few times a week, I should say. Uh, and of course, the bonus of the fine weather means that we're able to get our dog, Cara, out for a, a, an extra walk. I think she's probably never been walked as much, and she's getting on in years. I think she could probably do it a rest. Uh, but that question, how can I move my body today, I think is an important one. And because we're not moving as much as we normally would, it is one that requires a little bit more conscious effort. Question number five, so we're nearly at the halfway point. Uh, number five is, how can I connect with nature today? Uh, nature fuels my soul. Nature is my church. That's how I phrase it. 
uh, interestingly, just before this crisis started, I came across the phrase nature deficit disorder, where it spoke about how many uh, challenges, many um, situations that people are in can be traced back to their disconnection from nature because many people live much more urban lives. Um, and of course, now when our movement is restricted, that nature deficit disorder is certainly something I can relate to. You know, having grown up in the countryside, I crave open spaces. And during this time of quarantine, we have to find small ways of connecting with nature. You know, it might be as simple as sitting by the window to feel the warmth of the sun on your face, going for a walk when we can, uh, noticing the blossoms, which are beautiful at this time of the year. It's something that I've done is make sure I just pick up a few flowers when I'm doing the weekly shop in the supermarket, a few tulips or a few daffodils, just something that brings a bit of nature into the house. Or it could be something as simple as watching the sunset, which I've also done, which tends to be just a holiday, um, uh, something that happens on holidays, but I've been doing it here as well. And there's been some beautiful sunsets, all of a way of just connecting with nature. And I think that purposeful connection with external nature also fosters an alignment with our inner nature. Question number six is slightly deeper. It's what am I letting go of today? I always feel like sighing when I ask that question. I've always defied the concept, the corporate concept of working smarter as knowing what it is you're no longer going to do and to stop doing it. And in recent weeks, I've discovered that this thinking is equally applicable at home. For me, it's an ongoing activity to drop my expectations as to how things could or should be at this time and to surrender, for want of a better phrase. And of course, that word is such a challenging spiritual concept, at least it is for me, you know, to surrender to what is. And as I drop expectations of myself and others and the world around me and how things could or should be, I can adapt more easily to the current situation, to the way things currently are. There's a quote I came across that resonates with me in this area by Joseph Goldstein, the Buddhist teacher and writer. He says, you cannot stop the waves, but you can learn how to surf. And for me, that starts by contemplating that question, what am I letting go of today? Question seven on my daily reflection list is, how can I exercise my creativity today? From my experience as a coach of working with clients who say they are stuck, which is often a, a common refrain, part of the solution to getting unstuck is exploring ways to exercise dormant creativity. Now that we are all physically stuck at home, reconnecting with our creativity is how we fuel our sense of freedom. You know, during this lock-in, I've baked more, I've pulled meals together by being creative with ingredients that were already in the kitchen. I've resurrected my fiction writing, which I have to say I've been loving. Uh, I've embarked on some on online courses. Uh, I certainly know people who have done some home decoration or have re reconnected with a hobby, you know, have created and played new games with their children. And of course, we've all seen the plethora of funny videos that this crisis has spawned online as well. So contemplate that question. How can you exercise your creativity today, even if it is in a small way? Question number eight, and the last one that I ask myself as part of my morning routine is, how can I be gentle with myself today? You know, I'm a fully paid up member of the Tough On Myself Club, and I know many listeners, many of you would be too. One of the first blogs I wrote during this crisis was about le leaning into kindness 
which of course includes self-compassion. I'm a big fan of the work of the late Louise Hay, and I love her mantra from her book, You Can Heal Your Life, uh, the mantra that goes, I love, honour and value myself, so therefore today I'm, and then you complete that sentence. You know, with this mindset of gentleness, I also ensure that I'm compassionate towards those parts of me that get scared, that gets frustrated, that battles reality. Of course, an alternative question to ask here is how can I nurture my inner child today? So I do like this question. How can I be gentle with myself today, particularly in challenging times and particularly for those of us who like to be in control and who are tough on ourselves? This is a great question to lean into. How can I be gentle with myself today? I'll share those eight questions with you again towards the end of this episode, just by way of recap. But now I want to share with you what I would call the slow burn questions, questions that maybe the fact that we're asking them is the answer itself, if that makes sense. Um, a good friend of mine, Mick Williams, the UK-based author and coach, often says a good question, sometimes you can spend a whole lifetime answering it. And that's what I feel about these questions. You know, when I look back on my life, those darkest, most challenging times were always followed by a new chapter, a phase of accelerated personal development. And whilst I believe that this global cocooning is a growing pain in the evolution of humanity, I certainly want to do my part and use this time to grow and renew. So these are the questions that I'm pondering whilst I germinate inside my own cocoon. So the first question, or question number nine, if I keep going with the, with the list, is how can I do less and be more? Now, I'm not just saying this because it's not possible to do as much as we, as we did uh, pre-lockdowns or whatever. And of course, you have heard me say on many occasions, we are human beings, not human doings. But for me, for several years, do less, be more has been a mantra I've tried to live by, but never seemed to properly espouse. I never seemed to get there. Uh, of course, many people think, as I once did, that being is all about being passive or lazy or just going with the flow or being at the mercy of external events. But I've come to realise that the opposite is actually true. It's really about instilling presence into my life, being mindful, being open to receiving, being inspired. You know, and if you think about it, you don't do mindful. You're not doing receiving. You're not doing inspiration. You're being inspired. You know, in the Western world, we are conditioned to believe that our worthiness is dependent on our doing and our achieving. You know, well, maybe we are worthy by simply being. Uh, one of the books I've recently uh, downloaded, because I can't get to a bookshop, um, is Alicia Keys' autobiography, which is wonderfully titled More Myself. And I often think that is what we all crave, just to be more ourselves. And this is a theme that continues through these uh, wider, reflective, slow burn type questions. Question number 10 is certainly one that I would label a powerful question. How can I be the person I'm practising to become? Now, I first remember using this question with a coaching client who was embarking on his career in professional sports a few years back. And it was a game changer for him because he had a very clear vision of his career trajectory. You know, when this is over, maybe I won't moan when I'm stuck in traffic or sigh because I'm in a queue at a checkout in a supermarket. Or I won't beat myself up as much because I've not achieved my own self-imposed standards of perfection. You know, maybe facing and enduring this challenge and the individual fears that it has surfaced within us all 
you know, the stuff that has come up for healing, all of this will have forged us and polished us into grow into the person that deep down we always wanted to be. So that question again, how can I be the person that I've been practicing to become is a very deep, wide question to settle, you know, to allow that to settle in our hearts and to just see what surfaces for us. So question 11, we're almost at the end. How do I want to emerge on the far side of this pause, this reset? You know, this too shall pass is a much quoted refrain that we hear at this time. I have to say it's one that always gives me hope. Um, of course, we don't know the time scales. We don't know when it will happen, but travel restrictions will eventually be lifted and we will emerge hopefully wiser from this period of retreat. A favorite meditation of mine is a future self meditation, which, and I actually recorded one myself going back to episode 15, I think it was, of the podcast back in July of last year. So you can certainly check that out. But in the spirit of future self, a powerful exercise I recently undertook was to write my present day self a letter from the perspective of my future post COVID-19 self. So that sounds a little odd, but for those of you who are used to journaling, who are used to doing meditations, particularly future self or even higher self type meditations, you'll find this interesting. I certainly found the exercise very consoling, but I also found it inspiring too. So to recap on what it is, I wrote myself a letter. So I started off with Dear James, but I wrote it from the perspective of the future wiser me from six months, 12 months down the road. And I have to say, I found it a very useful, a very worthwhile half an hour. And it sits with that question, you know, how do I want to emerge on the far side of this pause, this reset? So we've reached the final question. Uh, I hope you found them useful so far. This last question, number 12, is how do I want my life to be different post-COVID-19? You know, we all crave getting back to normal, but in some ways life will never be the same again. We have been changed as a result of this. Uh, but we do have an invitation to question what sort of normal we want to create for ourselves on the far side. You know, these weeks have taught me a lot, uh, not least of which is being reminded of what's truly important. Uh, I certainly want my post-COVID-19 schedule to more accurately reflect this new insight, this newfound clarity. When I think about it, I've lived more simply. Uh, I've forged deeper connections with the people who are important to me. Uh, I've eaten more healthily uh, and I want to retain all of this. I've also spent less time online, uh, less time sweating the small stuff and long may that continue too. So the final question to contemplate, how do I want my life to be different post COVID-19? So I think you've gotten plenty of food for thought from me in this week's episode. Uh, those questions you can find on my blog, on my website, jamesweetman.com. But let me fly through them uh, again for you. So you have them. Maybe you want to pause and contemplate how you would answer them. Or maybe you want to get them into your journal and you can come back to them later. The first question, what three things am I grateful for right now? Uh, what action or decision would make me feel most proud about myself today? Who am I connecting with today? How can I move my body today? How can I connect with nature today? What am I letting go of today? How can I exercise my creativity today? And the last one of those daily ones, how can I be gentle with myself today? Then there was the deeper questions. How can I do less and be more? How can I be the person I'm practicing to become? That's always a wow question. 
how do I want to emerge on the far side of this pause, this reset? And how do I want my life to be different post-COVID-19? So I hope you found those questions of benefit. Uh, thank you again for tuning in. You know, I always think when it comes to questions, new questions lead to new possibilities. Our brains are question and answer mechanisms. As I say, some questions we can answer immediately. Others require contemplation, time, uh, and sometimes a lot of time. Uh, sometimes, of course, posing the question is all we have to do, and then the answer will find us. You know, with all of these questions, with all of those 12 questions that I shared with you, my head will ask them, but I always want my heart to answer them. And that's the final thought I'll leave you with. So if you've enjoyed this week's episode, be sure to give me a rating or pass it on to a friend or a colleague who you think might find it of benefit or even stick up a comment. I always love to receive them. More information about me, James Sweetman, is available on my website, jamesweetman.com, where I say you'll find those questions written out. Um, and until next week, thank you for tuning in. Thank you.